0: Chapter 46 of Strange Stories from a Chinese Studio, Volume 1 by Songling Pu, translated by Herbert A. Giles. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jane Dever. Chapter 46. The Sisters. His Excellency, the Grand Secretary Mao, came from an obscure family in the district of Ye, his father being only a poor cowherd. At the same place there resided a wealthy gentleman named Chang, who owned a burial ground in the neighborhood, and someone informed him that while passing by he had heard sounds of wrangling from within the grave, and voices saying, Make haste and go away! do not disturb his excellency's home chang did not much believe this but subsequently he had several dreams in which he was told that the burial-ground in question really belonged to the mao family and that he had no right whatever to it from this moment the affairs of his house began to go wrong and at length he listened to the remonstrances of friends and removed his dead elsewhere one day mao's father the cowherd was out near this burial ground when a storm of raining coming on he took refuge in the now empty grave while the rain came down harder than ever and by and by flooded the whole place and drowned the old man the grand secretary was then a mere boy and his mother went off to chang to beg a piece of ground wherein to bury her dead husband when chang heard her name he was greatly astonished and on going to look at the spot where the old man was drowned found that it was exactly at the proper place for the coffin more than ever amazed he gave orders that the body should be buried there in the old grave and also bade mao's mother bring her son to see him when the funeral was over she went with mao to mr chang's house to thank him for his kindness and so pleased was he with the boy that he kept him to be educated, ranking him as one of his own sons. He also said he would give him his eldest daughter as a wife, an offer which Mao's mother hardly dared accept, but Mrs. Chang said that the thing was settled and couldn't be altered, so then she was obliged to consent. The young lady, however, had a great contempt for Mao, and made no effort to disguise her feelings and if anyone spoke to her of him she would put her fingers in her ears declaring she would die sooner than marry the cowboy on the day appointed for the wedding the bridegroom arrived and was feasted within while outside the door a handsome chair was in waiting to convey away the bride who all this time was standing crying in a corner wiping her eyes with her sleeve and absolutely refusing to dress just then the bridegroom set in to say he was going and the drums and trumpets struck up the wedding march at which the bride's tears only fell the faster as her hair hung dishevelled down her back her father managed to detain mao awhile, while and went in to urge his daughter to make haste she weeping bitterly as if she did not hear what he was saying he now got into a rage which only made her cry the louder and in the middle of it all a servant came to say the bridegroom wished to take his leave the father ran out and said his daughter wasn't quite ready begging mao to wait a little longer and then hurried back again to the bride thus they went on for some time backwards and forwards, until at last things began to look serious, for the young lady obstinately refused to yield, and Mr. Chang was ready to commit suicide for want of anything better. Just then his second daughter was standing by, upbraiding her eldest sister for her disobedience, when suddenly the latter turned round in a rage and cried out, "'So you are imitating the rest of them, you little minx!' Why don't you go and marry him yourself? My father did not betroth me to Mr. Mao, answered she, but if he had, I should not require you to persuade me to accept him. Her father was delighted with this reply, and at once went off and consulted with his wife as to whether they could venture to substitute the second for the elder. And then her mother came and said to her, that bad girl there won't obey her parents commands we wish therefore to put you in her place will you consent to this arrangement the younger sister readily agreed saying that had they told her to marry a beggar she would not have dared to refuse and that she had not such a low opinion of mr mow as all that her father and mother rejoiced exceedingly at receiving this reply and dressing her up in her sister's clothes put her in the bridal chair and sent her off she proved an excellent wife and lived in harmony with her husband but she was troubled with a disease of the hair which caused mr Mao some annoyance later on she told him how she had changed places with her sister and this made him think more highly of her than before soon after mao took his bachelor's degree and then set off to present himself as a candidate for the master's degree on the way he passed an inn the landlord of which had dreamt the night before that a spirit appeared to him and said to-morrow monsieur mao first on the list will come some day he will extricate you from a difficulty accordingly the landlord got up early and took a special note of all guests who came from the eastward until at last mao himself arrived the landlord was very glad to see him and provided him with the best of everything refusing to take any payment for it all but telling what he had dreamt the night before mao now began to give himself airs and reflecting that his wife's want of hair would make him look ridiculous he determined that as soon as he attained to rank and power he would find another spouse but alas when the successful list of candidates was published mao's name was not among them and he retraced his steps with a heavy heart and by another road so as to avoid meeting the innkeeper three years afterwards he went up again and the landlord received him with precisely the same attentions as on the previous occasion upon which mao said to him your former words did not come true i am now ashamed to put you to so much trouble ah replied the landlord you meant to get rid of your wife and the ruler of the world below struck out your name my dream couldn't have been false In great astonishment, Mao asked what he meant by these words, and then he learned that after his departure, the landlord had had a second dream, informing him of the above facts. Mao was much alarmed at what he heard, and remained as motionless as a wooden image, until the landlord said to him, You, sir, as a scholar, should have more self-respect, and you will certainly take the highest place by and by when the list came out mao was the first of all and almost simultaneously his wife's hair began to grow quite thick making her much better looking than she had hitherto been now her elder sister had married a rich young fellow of good family who lived in the neighbourhood which made the young lady more contemptuous than ever but he was so extravagant and so idle that their property was soon gone and they were positively in want of food hearing too of mr Mao's success at the examination she was overwhelmed with shame and vexation and avoided even meeting her sister in the street Just then her husband died and left her destitute, and about the same time Mao took his doctor's degree, which so aggravated her feelings that, in a passion, she became a nun. Subsequently, when Mao rose to be a high officer of state, she sent a novice to his yamen to try and get a subscription out of him for the temple and mao's wife who gave several pieces of silk and other things secretly inserted a sum of money among them the novice not knowing this reported what she had received to the elder sister who cried out in a passion i wanted money to buy food with of what use are these things to me so she bade the novice take them back and when mao and his wife saw her return they suspected what had happened and opening the parcel found the money still there they now understood why the presents had been refused and taking the money mao said to the novice if one hundred ounces of silver is too much luck for your mistress to secure of course she could never have secured a high official such as i am now for her husband he then took fifty ounces and giving them to the novice sent her away adding hand this to your mistress i'm afraid more would be too much for her the novice returned and repeated all that had been said and then the elder sister sighed to think what a failure her life had been and how she had rejected the worthy to accept the worthless After this the innkeeper got into trouble about a case of murder and was imprisoned but mao exerted his influence and obtained the man's pardon chapter forty six